0: The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm pretty sure I've lived all of the routines from working night shifts to cramming overtime at college. I've been a night owl, a couch potato, A full-time 16 hour a day workaholic and i've attempted many of the complex guru routines that you see online and in books over the past few years i've really found a flow that works for me and helps to keep me productive at a higher level and producing better and more creative quality work and it's been really nourishing to my relationships and my well-being and this is a slow roll routine for me it looks kind of like this Now this is what most people's routine looks like. We tend to jolt ourselves awake, work all day long, and then you come home and maybe you're working until the last minute or scurrying to get things together for the evening, feed the kids, give everybody a bath, all of that good stuff. And then you try to just dive in to sleep, which doesn't usually work so you have a little bit of this jagged up and down insomnia until you finally crash and then wake up the next morning to do it all over again gonna be sharing with you today my slow roll summer routine like as a person who runs my own business as a person who has a seven-month-old baby and two teen daughters and a dog like we have a lot of things going on that could very easily become hyper busy and just you know like crazy living right and I've definitely done that before and I don't prefer it now I know what a lot of you are thinking already well Mia I can't have a schedule that looks like yours because I work night shifts or I have to work 12 hour shifts or I have to wake up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning I totally feel you like I said I've been through a lot of those schedules before, I'm gonna show you how you can adapt and tweak this routine to fit in with whatever your schedule currently looks like. There's been a ton of research on time blocking, breaking down your schedule into dedicated chunks of time. I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but just in general, having chunks of time dedicated to different things helps you to be more present, which is important whether you're trying to be productive or nourish relationships. So there are five parts to my day. The first is a slow roll morning, waking up to something that you enjoy, to something that makes you happy. So you're happier to get up, you're starting your day off on a better foot, as opposed to jolting up to an alarm and immediately hitting the ground, running and diving straight into work or a pile of tasks and to-do lists that you left from yesterday. My morning generally starts around 7.30, initially, because that's here lately when Chloe's been waking up hungry for her first feeding, and so we'll feed her, and then sometimes I'll go back to sleep for a little bit and might not wake up until 9.30. It just really depends, but I'm not waking up to an alarm. We'll oftentimes just kind of lay around and lounge in bed after she's eaten. We get Charlie. She likes to be taken care of in the morning, so she's usually hanging around really eager to get her day started. The important thing here, the big takeaway, is to start every morning off with ease and happiness not dreading the wake up. Even if you do work a nine to five job, you can wake up an hour or two hours earlier just so that you have the opportunity to start your day off with ease and happiness because it really sets the tone and it makes you feel like you're living more than just your job that you're showing up for. Not too long ago, I went to the doctor. I was having a lot of trouble getting back to my pre-pregnancy weight. I went in complaining with a lot of dry patches on my skin, not a lot of energy. She ran some blood test and told me that I was very hypo. Thyroid. So I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So around 7:30 while I'm feeding Chloe, this is also when I'll try to take my thyroid medicine. And that way, when I actually roll out of bed at 9:30 or 10, I I'm ready for my latte and I don't have to wait for my medicine to have time to digest. Regardless of what your schedule looks like, this would really just mean waking up maybe an extra hour early so that you're waking up and giving yourself time to do something that you enjoy. Even if what you enjoy is just lounging and reading a book before you get started. Now, after that, we dive into the wake up routine. Now we all have our own little way of doing things in the mornings and I'll show you what mine is here in a second, but there are some really important factors to add into this mix, sunlight and movement. Ali Abdal has a really great video about evidence-based sleep practices, but basically I'm sure you've heard of the circadian rhythm and the number one influence on this rhythm happens to be light, the morning light and the evening light. We have these melanopsin neurons in our retinas and whenever the morning or evening light hits those retinas, it sends a signal to our circadian rhythm. So this does two things. It kickstarts your circadian rhythm by having your brain release cortisol and epinephrine, both of which are stimulants that help to wake you up and make you feel alive and alert. But it also winds up a timer for 12 to 14 hours of when melatonin will be released in the pineal gland in your brain, making you sleepy. So whenever you get the morning light, roughly 12 to 14 hours after that is when melatonin is gonna automatically be kicked in because this natural biorhythmic clock that we all have. All of that to say, I make sure that I get out and I get some sunlight in the morning. Like clockwork, I get up, I brush my teeth, you know, go to the bathroom, I drink a lot of water and I make my coffee. In that order, every single morning I just go through this routine. I've found that it's really important for me to get physical movement as early on as possible to really kickstart my day. Get the blood pumping and get your organs and everything waking up. It's kind of a two for one thing for me because Charlie needs to go out. I can get the sunlight and just a little bit of walks to get my steps in, right? This is around Chloe's floor play time where she does tummy time and plays with her toys. And so our best space for doing that is in the living room, which is great because once I come back with Charlie, it's usually a good time for me to try to eat something. Now I'm not a big, breakfast person I love breakfast foods. some of my favorite foods are breakfast foods but I'm usually not hungry early in the day and so what I end up doing for breakfast usually is I'll eat some overnight oats that my daughter makes which are just delicious and have all of these amazing greens and seeds and obviously oats in them. Usually I'm going to go for some berries. I eat berries kind of throughout the day. That's my thing. Generally like throughout the day you'll just see me at the fridge popping blackberries or I like blueberry and banana nut muffins. And then depending on what I have going on after the admin stuff is where I would do my hair and my makeup. And then I have a really minimal makeup routine. I've used this pure foundation. It's a four in one, so it has some sunblock in it too, which is really nice. And it covers up the redness in my face really well, which is my biggest complaint about my skin is the redness that I have. Um, and so this does a great job of covering everything up while not drying out my skin Which is another concern because I typically tend to run dry I've used the same palette for a long time now and it's really the only one that I use I use the dark color for my quote eyeliner And then I use the lighter shade of brown for eyeshadow just to add a little bit of shading because I do have really hooded eyelids And so I just take this lighter brown color and I'll put it on top of the hood on my lids to give me a little more of an open eye look and then I'm using this Ilia mascara my only complaint with it is that it's not waterproof a little Milana blush and that's pretty much it the third part of the day is work time or productive time I've talked before about the importance and the just the impact of time blocking time blocking is how I do everything it's really all about batching whether I'm talking about tasks or chores or ways of separating my time throughout the day. I love to batch like things with like things. And especially when it comes to work, it's great because it keeps your work hours from blending in with your rest of your life hours and it actually allows you to take more free time you know to do more fun things to do more lazy things when you effectively time block the worst thing you can do is say i'm going to sit right here and i'm going to work for the next 8 to 12 hours nothing will make you want to procrastinate more or make you less effective in whatever it is that you're trying to create there's nothing stimulating about sitting in one spot for extended numbers of hours and it makes you less productive in the long run this is especially helpful if you do have to work 8 to 12 hours days and you don't have the luxury of setting your own schedule, like for me, I can choose to work four hour days if I want to. Sometimes I find that that is the most efficient and effective way for me to work is to get hyper-focused for four hours. If you think about it, if you come in and you tell yourself, I'm going to be working on this all day long, now you've set this infinite timeline of whatever it is you're going to be working on. That's going to make you procrastinate and in the long term, when you add in all of the different breaks and getting distracted and looking at your phone for a while and, you know, all of the different things that we can do when we feel like we have some kind of an infinite time block, you'll probably find that you're still only being effective and focused for maybe three to four hours at that time. So instead, I intentionally block off four hours, sometimes three, sometimes five, just depending on what I'm working on, and I will aim to get hyper-focused during that period of time. My best work block tends to be from 11 AM until 3 or 4 PM. Like that is my, my chunk of most productive time. I'll pop into work mode and I'll really focus hard on work mode as much as possible for, you know, four hours, sometimes five hours. And then I'm able to clock out of that and start the next phase. I always start with an admin block first because it's a low barrier. It's something that I can knock out pretty quickly. And it lets me respond to people who are waiting to proceed until they hear from me so I'll check my emails I'll check my slack I'll check my ClickUp usually that is a pretty quick process I get that done in 30 to 45 minutes and I'm ready to move on to productive creation of some sort recording days definitely require more planning and finesse because I have other people who are also here that I'm having to coordinate with whereas editing days require a lot more of a break time focus because editing a single video can take me six to eight hours and I can't just sit there and one spot for six to eight hours. I've definitely done it before. It does not feel good. So I have to be really proactive with myself when it comes to taking breaks when I'm doing an editing day. That's actually one of the reasons that I got a fitness watch is so that I could have a tactile stimulation every hour telling me when I need to get up and move because sometimes I can get in the zone and think just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer, and then before I know it, hours have passed and I haven't moved. So that's what this guy is for. My method of stomping procrastination is with a ramp up. In a lot of cases i'll start with a list something just really simple like a list to jog my brain about whatever it is i'm going to be doing if my task for today is to be creating lessons for my course and that just feels really overwhelming when i think about it all at once because there are so many lessons needing to be done but just the other day i was working on it and i started off by just writing out an outline of all of the lessons that i'd already made so that i could see them on one sheet in front of me and just the act of essentially copying something that was already created and just writing this outline of what was already created in front of me got me back in the zone. You know, it made me think about the structure and the higher view of what I was doing. Another thing that I've done when I'm creating lessons is I'll go back to the last lesson I worked on and I'll have speech if I read it to me. So I'll just listen to it and it takes like no effort on my part. It's very low barrier. But I'll have speech if I read it to me sometimes at even double speed and that gets me back in the zone, it pulls me back into what I'm Doing and the type of creative mindset that I need to be in. Another thing that's really important for my workflow is to add some sort of adventure or fun to whatever activity I'm doing. One simple way to do this is to add wordless music to your task. I'm a huge fan of Clubbed to Death, that's my go-to. It has this fast beat and then a bit of a dreamy dubstep undertone that really just helps me to zone out. So anything that doesn't have words and that gives you the right beat and vibe that you need in order to really slide into the zone, can be really great, it can energize whatever task you're working on. But another thing that is hugely important is to stop trying to work from the same spot. I used to do this, and it leads to boredom, poor health, depression, and just wildly unproductive output. This is something that I had to learn the hard way because I would get comfortable, I would start doing something like editing that's gonna suck me in and take a long time, and I would find, like I said, that many hours had passed and I hadn't moved. So I started prioritizing finding spots, and this has been game-changing. I've got a couple of coffee shops with outdoor scenes, a gym that has zones for working. I used to go to the library when I lived in Phoenix, but. unfortunately this local library here is a bit more disappointing and not super inspirational for me to work from. Leaving my living room couch for a little bit to work somewhere else helps me to more effectively time block and insert breaks into longer projects. So for lunch, I'll typically have something like hummus and the pretzel crisps or pita chips, and I might throw in some more berries because I eat those throughout the day. I don't usually get hungry during the daytime. It's usually around four or five that I start really getting hungry, but I do make a point to eat something. Boar's Head makes this great Cajun Turkey that I love, and whenever I'm able to get that, I'll make some whole wheat Cajun Turkey sandwiches. are delicious I don't have any right now so I'm probably gonna be going for the hummus today I've also really gotten into to-go meals they're quick and easy and delicious and not too pricey depending on which ones you get and then step four is a wind down typically around three to four somewhere in that range I'll start my wind down process when the girls are in school this is around the time that they come home from school but of course during the summer we're all here together but it's a great time for me to check in with people and see what people are feeling like doing because that can kind of sway what activity we end up doing that day my wind down process or activities usually consist of at least one of four things and sometimes we'll mix and match these four things swimming Because it's summer, we've been really into swimming at least a couple of times a week, getting Chloe into the shallow end and watching her splash around. Fitness is something I've been working on a lot, so I'm trying to take fitness classes at least every other day. And usually, this is a great window for me to do that because I've already passed my productive work time. I'm not having to get up early in the morning, which I know I won't do. Games is another one, like Matt and I are really into innovation and scythe. It could take us 45 minutes to an hour and a half to play a single game, so it gets a little bit intense if you're into strat games or you just a little more complex games those are two really good ones those are our go-to's we might do some of these like I said in conjunction play a game and then go swimming Uh, And then the fourth thing is naps. This is a perfect time for us to take a nap once all the productivity of the day is done. Usually Chloe will wanna eat around that time too and breastfeeding her tends to take it out of me a little bit. Again, might do a combination, take a nap and then get up and go do a fitness class or go swimming or play a game. And then around 6.30, we start our slow roll evening. Depending on whose turn it is to cook, I've shared in my 15 systems video that we each have a cook night. Depending on what it is that we're eating and who's cooking it, we might start eating at 6.30, we might start cooking at 6.30, and then eat around seven or so. At dinner time. we're all gonna be at the dinner table, even Chloe, even Charlie, even though she's not at the dinner table. We hang out, that's where we talk about our day, that's where we plan what we're gonna do the next day, and we just chat. 7.30 to nine is kind of a lounge time. We might be on the floor playing with Chloe or I might do some of my meditations or I might like leisurely prep for the next day. We recently did kind of a soft reboot of WoW World of Warcraft. It's a role-playing game for those of you who aren't really familiar with that. It's all online. Matt and I used to play it years ago but I thought that Gracie would be really into it. She's my 15 year old and she's really into gaming. Before WoW we would play Stardew Valley but then around 9 or 9 30 we switch it out because that's usually when Abigail my oldest likes to come in and watch a movie with us. So we'll usually watch a movie or an episode if we're into some kind of a series at the time. Usually my oldest is the one that wants to join us for episodes and movies and my youngest is the one who wants to join us for gaming. And then of course Chloe time is all the time. It's interspersed whenever she needs us. And then I tend to aim for bed around 1130. Sometimes I make it, sometimes I don't, but I'm usually going to bed in a good mood and waking up in a good mood because of this slow roll day pattern. Let me know if there's anything else you want to know or anything you'd like for me to go into a little heavier detail on. I will check chat with you guys next week have a good one